Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Breaking news, Dylan Brown has re-signed on a nine-year deal. Now, it's a bit of a strange one. He's signed at the least until 2025 with options, we think, in his favour until up to 2031. Now, I think that this is a really interesting deal because usually if you get what you want, you're not going to want to sign a a 10-year deal. You're going to say, well, look, let's let's, let's just make the... He's, I think, on the open market right now due to his age rather than due to his achievements. But due to, I mean, due to his achievements because he made a grand final, whatever. But due to his age, I would land him around the 750 to 800K mark. Like, if he was this player now when he was, like, 27, then maybe I'd put him down at, like, you know, seven, 650 to 7. But I think with his potential being, like, 22 years old or so, with how long he can, like, be playing footy and improve, um, I'd put him around the 800K mark. But I think, like, let's say they gave him and offered him of like a five-year deal worth 800k a year, you'd probably just take that because you'd expect or you'd you'd hope that in five years' time you're going to be worth 1.2 million. So I think this deal is a good indication that they've probably got him for unders, and it's timed with Mitchell Moses hitting the ages of around 31, 32 years old. It'll be 2025 when these options kick in, and maybe the the Eels are banking on developing Brown into becoming the their main guy. And then once Mitchell Moses obviously either retires or gets a reduce in his contract, reduction in his contract, Dylan Brown then takes up the majority of the cap. But I want to get your thoughts first, guys, on the deal. Garino, thoughts? Yeah, I, I love the timing, as you said. I think this this indicates they're either super confident or they are going to keep Mitch Moses mm. for the next few years. And as you said, mate, I think a lot of it comes down to that timing of 2025. Hopefully when Brown comes off by then, if they need to find another halfback, He'll be a guy that halfbacks will take less to play alongside. Mm. For example, if you had the opportunity to play with Cam Munster, you might take a yeah. little bit less as a seven. So I love it, mate. And we've been harping on about Dylan Brown for so long on this podcast, mm. so long. And even when he wasn't getting all the stats and everything last year, we backed him in. So it's great to see him not only have the season that he had, but then to sign a big contract like this. Um, great to see. <clears throat> 
the player option. It's going to be interesting. Really interesting because player options can turn into a disaster. Let's say he doesn't kick on to be the player we, we know he can be. All of a sudden, you've got this kid. If it is a player option, it hasn't been that clear, but I feel like if it wasn't a player option, they would the club would say that because yeah. that's a better yarn to spin of like, yeah, it's a nine-year deal, but we're the ones that execute it. Uh, so it, it's one of those really interesting ones where masterstroke or massive fucking migraine. Yeah, and it's one of those things, you know, unfortunately, Parramatta, they do create a lot of headlines. Mm. We could be sitting here for six years straight. Yeah. Is Same he going to take his option? Is he, I mean, we yeah. look at the Caleb Ponga situation. It was a fucking... Timmy, what do you reckon about this deal? Yeah, I mean, I think first things first, I'm stoked to see him stay at the club and lock it in long term. It's it's a, such a great win for Parramatta because I think Dylan Brown, um, both on and off the field, is a bloke you can build your club around for many years. So just such a key piece of the puzzle for the Eels. Uh, around the deal, and I'll get your thoughts on it. This is just very speculative. Could be talking out my ass, but with the play option for that long, like the NRL is in a really good place at the moment. It's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Do you think that's Dylan Brown going? All right, sweet, I'll lock in my 800k a year, or whatever it might be, for the next three years. But if the salary cap, which is likely to do over time, gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the game continues to grow, you know, in five years' time, if he's one of the best players in the NRL, you know, maybe he becomes worth 1.3 million if the salary caps at 12 million or 13 million and just gets bigger and bigger. Um, so do you think it's him basically saying, in the event that it does continue to grow, well, my worth might go up substantially like anyone's would? Yeah, for um, sure. I, I think I think he's actually probably on less... That, that first three years, mm. I reckon... It, oh, like, look, I've got no evidence for this, but it just seems like with that big of an option at the, the back end of a contract, mm. we talk about back end of contracts, people uh, aren't biggest fans of them, but I think he's probably re-signed for like, Five six hundred k for the next three years. Um, it's gonna again. That's just a pure assumption. But if if he was on eight hundred k, as you said, you'd mm. go, well, mate, just take the like. For example, let's say that the club offered him eight hundred k for the next three years. Why would they offer him that massive player option for the next till two thousand thirty one? They're offering too much. Mm. Um, the only reason I can see the club reason for offering the massive player option is because he's on unders for the next three years. Yep. Um, but you're right though, like. Dylan Brown's probably sitting there going, well, in his situation, he might be worth $1.2 million. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether those player options are like percentage connected to the cap. Similar yeah, to what it'd nearly have to be, wouldn't it? That, that'd make more sense. Yeah, maybe. Or may, maybe know. maybe they said to him, like, look, you're on five, six hundred k for the next three years and then you're on eight hundred k for nine years. Mm. And maybe Dylan Brown's gone, you know what? At the very least, eight hundred k for 10 years of my life bad it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> maybe and also it's a player option so i can just choose not to take it mm. so maybe it's a a real meeting in the middle kind of thing like of look mate if we want to keep mitchell moses you cannot be we spoke about this two weeks ago in no world can they both be on a million dollars it just cannot happen and so i think they probably said to deal look do you want to win comps in the next three years the only way you're going to do that if mitchell moses is here there is no one on the market no one we can afford that we're going to be able to bring here in with you, um, so yeah. Look, I think it's a, I think it's really good evidence as well of like, you know, as I said, meeting in the middle. Like it, it's because it, it seems like a bizarre deal, but when you when you stop and you go, okay, well, they could win a comp in the next three years. Yes, they lost Reed Marnie. Yes, they lost Papali'i. 
but they still have an incredible roster. Yeah, and I also wouldn't sleep on just, you know, the fact that last year was the first time Parramatta got themselves all the way to a grand final. Mm. Like, their spine's going to take so much confidence and experience out of that as well. So, I like the way that Parramatta's played this. If they've managed to get all the way to the grand final and then somehow keep Brown and Moses off the back of that when you've got the Dolphins sitting up there with all the coin in the world ready to take these guys, I think they've done incredibly well. Yeah, I think it's a great deal. And look... The player option is interesting. I wonder if it's year on year or if it's like you have to fucking execute a six-year deal. It's probably... Oh, what do you reckon? Year on year? Oh, I would think so. Surely. Mm. It must like, be. Because like, why would he want to execute a six-year deal? Because if he executes a six-year deal, it could be bad for both parties then. Yeah. But in saying that, maybe that's what they needed to get him across the line. It's like a, a six-year deal, 800k a year deal kind of thing. And he's gone, well, I'll make that call when I get there. Because a player option year on year is like, that's tough on the Eels cap because you just don't know. Maybe it's like every two years every or two, something. Yeah, that would make more sense, I think. Every yeah. two years, player option yeah, um, in Brown's favour. I mean, like when you have a look at the end of 2025, I think it's fair to assume that that might be the end of Mitch Moses' career. By that point, he's 20... Uh, maybe not the end, but it might be a coming reduction the back in, end. A redu- He's not going to be on a million dollars. I mean, he might be. He, he might, might be. Yeah. yeah, he might be. Uh, if Mitch Moses isn't there, do we see Dill Brown at the end of 2025? Do we think he could develop into a halfback or do you think he's all, always going to be oh, more of a six? I don't think so. I mean, look, he's got the <laughs> skill set, I guess, but he is literally made to be a running six, mm. like a running ball playing six. <clears throat> you know, he might be, but I just... I don't know... Would, would you be taking away... Look, the game might have changed by then as well, where you've just got to... Like, for you, I mean, for example, you look at a Jerome Hughes and you would say, there's no way, he's not going to be a seven. Like, he's a running six. He's a fullback. Yep. So maybe... I mean, he is a, a smaller body than Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown's quite a big body. body. Um, yeah, really interesting. I, I think Brown could um, transform into or translate to transform into transfer is the word I'm looking for uh, into a halfback uh, yeah. an organized half- I think of like Kieran Foran or even probably Sean Johnson's a good example these blokes who early in their, their career were ball running 5-8 and mm-hmm. by the end of it you know as far the time catches up with anyone they lose an ounce of speed or strength and, and they evolve into that the organising halfback and I think Brown can do that I think he's I think his ball skills are definitely Good enough to do that. Mm. I just—it's just going to be interesting, you know, with the, the like the character that he is, or he's kind of the the rogue and just likes to play not off the cuff. But I wonder if you know mentally he would enjoy being the seven. And I mean, I think that's the other side of it too. That you know, with Gutho and Moses in this team, you haven't really seen him given the opportunity to be mm. that guy either. Yeah, even because like even when there was a chance for him to do that, they brought on Jake Arthur and put him there instead of putting Brown there. Mm. We were all like, "What the hell's going on there?" Like, put Brown there and put Arthur at at six because Brown's got the experience and he's he's you know been in the game. Um, that's another thing. Like maybe they're banking on some of their younger sevens as well to come through at that 2025 period if Moses doesn't continue playing great footy. Yeah, though they have got some really good young halves at the club too. You tell I tell you what would be really interesting is if Moses' contract ends on the 2025 as well. That will give you a really good indication as to what this deal represents. Yeah. Um, if Moses' deal ends two years after it, then that'll be very strange. If it ends a year before, that'll be very strange. But I'd say a three-year deal for Moses is probably where you want to land, surely. So what we got? Yeah, three. it'll be a three-year deal. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, at the end of 2025, you're going to have Brown. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? You're going to be juggling with the Mitch, Bro- Mitch Moses situation. 
Josh Hodgson, he's not going to play forever too. In the next year, 18 months, whatever it might be, they're going to need a nine too. So it is, it's going to be a lot of disruption there that they're going to have to deal with. Or maybe they go like, you know, Moses 2026 or something, mm. just to give them that extra year of like mm. uncertainty. This won't be a shock, but the NRL.com have just confirmed it's a player option till 2031. So it is a player option yep. till 2031. I just, I would, I wonder whether it's year on year. I'd love to know the details of that. But the only thing logically in my mind that makes sense is the reason for this massive option is the unders at the start. Otherwise, if you're the Eels, why? You're better off offering him overs for three years mm-hmm. than just a massive fucking nine-year deal. Like, because he's, he he's done some great things <laughs> so far, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't won comps. He hasn't done all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, I, look, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. And if I'm going to, right now, happy to be wrong, I think this confirms that Moses will stay. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he'll stay. Yeah. Because like, if you're Dylan Brown, why would you have <coughs> nine-year deal options unless you're confident that the club going forward is going to have a gun, at least for the next few years, a, a, a plan going forward? Because, like, let's say he signs that three-year deal and Moses leaves... I can't see him staying after the three years because, like, who do they get to replace mm. him? They could fall off a cliff with Moses leaving. Yeah. Um, which, once again, and we'll talk about them later today, I'm looking around the Dolphins situation going, fuck, yeah. what's going <laughs> to happen? i tell you what, like, <clears throat> if I'm a Dolphins fan, and we'll get to it, but Katoa, the pressure on that young fella <sighs> is psycho. Like, not, not that it shouldn't be, and he shouldn't be even thinking about that shit, Katoa. Mm. Yep. But from a fan's perspective, he is your guy. Like, I know they've got Sean O'Sullivan and Anthony Milford, but, you know, like, if you want to play top eight footy, and, and maybe Sean O'Sullivan will develop into that player, like players will develop much later. But Katoa is your next superstar coming through. And, yeah, I, 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 I'll be interested to hear what you guys think. Like, I'm a huge fan of him. been talking about him for a couple of years now. I don't think I'd start with him round one. Uh, Katoa? Yeah, I really Oh, don't. yeah, no, no, I don't think so either. And I'm not sure when they... Wayne's usually really patient with stuff like that. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys, great signing for Dylan Brown. And just just take a step back to think of this kid's story. Sent over to Australia when he was 15, 16 years old by himself. Didn't want to leave home, but his parents said to him, you've got to go, you've got to go. And it's often overlooked, these sacrifices. Like, imagine when if you were 15 or 16, had to go to a whole new country... And, and I think he's from the north of New Zealand. So, it, like, as in he was, I think he was living there. So, it's not like he went from, like, Auckland City to Sydney City. This is essentially a country lad rolling into the west of Sydney. <coughs> you know, had he had the, the back issues early on, had that huge offer from the Warriors, declined it, came in, played really well. Second year, uh, uh, people all thought second year syndrome. I didn't think so. I thought he had a solid year. Then he has bounced back. Like, it's an incredible story of a young man risking so much and sacrificing so much like to not be around your family as a 15 16 year old it's and incredible I, I think like we also when we talk about dylan brown we quite often use the word you know um the rogue because of the way he plays his footy like he's he's just he's a perfect sort of billboard guy for oh, the next few years yeah. and I, I think that you know we use the word rogue about the way he plays his footy and people think that about his character as well but you know he's like he's starting his own clothing label and he is a sweet guy yeah yeah like a sweet young man he's very nice and kind of yeah. gentle I, I think he's a little bit misunderstood yeah for sure by a lot of people for sure um yeah i was just talking to him the other day like he's a very like yeah he's, he's not 
He's not the rogue like Munster. He's the... I'm trying to compare like to a guy in the past. It's just laid back, cool, calm, collected, um, but but also has a bit about him. He'd, yeah. he'd be probably more in the Kalen Ponga, um, like, uh, I guess, mould uh, in regards to like personality. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he started the we, we the North is a great brand. That he started a clothing brand. Um, yeah, just incredible. Like, I think he's also like, as I said, we always talk about him as, you know, the rogue footballer who does this, does that. He's also just one of the best defensive halves, if not yeah. the best defensive half in the competition. And for me, that matters fucking heat. Well, like Liam Munn was ripping his shoulder off in that grand final. And yeah. even though Liam Munn would get quick to play the balls, he was still hanging on for dear life. Honestly, nearly any other six in the comp is getting at least two tries scored against him because they were just absolutely pounding his edge. Like He's almost at the point where if I'm Parramatta and I want him to be there for the next eight or ten years, I'm... I'm just sort of saying to him, maybe you need to take less of these shit hit ups you're constantly taking. <laughs> yeah. Because fuck, like he's and, and it's great. He's one of those guys that you he's know, if I've got the ball and Tim's not in a better position than me, and I'm Dill Brown, I'll just go. Yeah. I'll yeah. just get whacked and I'll take it, which is a great part of your character. But I think it is something that they need to monitor if they want to have him for an extended period as well. Yeah, got to make sure his body is treated because he's he's almost a Ferrari. Like he's six foot two, great physique. Apparently, does really well in fitness. He's obviously he's He's one of the most underrated speed-wise players in the comp. Like, he's fast. Was it, there was one that springs to mind, uh, I'm pretty sure it was two seasons back. He ran someone down the storm. Oldham in the corner? Yeah. And, and then he the game was, was just done. flying. Yeah. And everyone, that was the moment you sort of sat back and went, holy shit, he can run. No, and, and there's been no. so many situations where, you know, other teams are scoring tries and Dill Brown comes from the other side. He doesn't make the tackle. Yeah. But he gets within two or three yeah. metres. And, and when you watch on the wider screen, you go, how the fuck did he get there? Why was he there? Yeah. It's, and that's the thing, like, you usually don't, like, the rogue isn't the guy that's, like, chasing yep. those kind of this, that, and the next thing. So, yeah, that was a tackle against <laughs> Olam. The game was done. Like, they were behind by 12 to 16, mm. and he comes across, like, as in Storm were up. So he came from the other side of the field, chops Olam, who is obviously not easy to tackle. Um, he's a super athlete. He really, you can tell by his physique. You can tell by the way, he, like, just the way he is balanced, the way he moves. Um in my experience, you, you can you can usually tell by the physique of someone, usually, whether they, they're like a super athlete. And he's I think he's one of them for sure. I think he could play multiple sports for sure. And you, uh, you look at the, the flow and effects of this, and, and again, a little speculative, but all right, if this does mean Mitch Moses, as we're sort of uh, predicting, does hang around at the Eels for a few more years, there's that bit of chat that Bateman to the Tigers has been held up because of the Tigers' pursuit of Mitchie Moses, reportedly. Um, so if this does lock in Moses to the Eels... Do we see Bateman to the Tigers now? Oh, I, would I mean, for Tigers fans, it, change it changes everything for the mm. Tigers, in my opinion, because he's that guy that can just just the mongrel in a in a team that everyone gets around and gets behind and, yeah. and goes forward. Um, yeah, let's just that that's where that's where I wish. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like we had this kind of transfer time or period or whatever, because there would be more chat for the casual fan. Like a lot of people listening right now, 
you don't have the time to sit there and go through a fucking squad. So you listen to the podcast and you go, oh shit, like this happened or that happened or this is going to happen. Whereas like if we had transfer windows and stuff, all of this would be laid out in a clear path for like if Moses re-signs with the Eels, this actually opens up cap space for, you know, this team. And then if this player leaves here, it actually creates a musical chairs mm. between. Whereas that's what AFL do really well. Like mm. it's all laid out clear for you if you want it there. The, the information is there where you can see people moving the pieces of the puzzle on the on the um Sorry, the pieces on the chessboard. Uh, so, yeah, great sign. Great sign for the Eels. And just a congratulations to the club. Like, this club was a basket case five years ago. Honestly, it was an absolute schmozzle. And to think that it's, craw- like, just clawed its way out. Not easily either. It's like, they're, they're in that kind of... Um, it's almost like the Goldilocks zone where you're close to a premiership, but you you can't... They can't really go into the market and, or, or to their current players and say, if you stay here, you win comps. Whereas you go to Penrith, you go to the Storm, you go to the Roosters, that's one of their biggest weapons is if you stay here for at least three or four years, there's a good chance you'll win a comp. And so teams like the Eels, usually they just get constantly raided by the lower tier teams because then they're in this Goldilocks zone for, for recruitment. If you're you know, a Broncos, if you're a Tigers, or if you're on the edge of the eight, even if you're, let's say you're the Sharks or the Cowboys, like you could raid the Eels if you wanted because you could say, look, we're almost just as close as you win in a comp. Plus we can offer you more because our mm. roster's not, I mean, I know it's stacked now, but it's not a stack. So congratulations to the Eels as a club. Congratulations to Dylan. An absolute legend of a young bloke. Like seriously, legend of a guy. Super nice um, and, and just a great player to watch play footy. Exciting, highlight reels, does the tough stuff. Um, and he's hot. Like, he's fucking hot. <laughs> like, that's what matters in rugby league. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.